Hey girl, are you ready to stop dieting, but still know you want to lose a few pounds, but just don't know how to do it? Are you tired of the constant diet cycling that you've been doing and all the mental energy that it takes for you to keep everything straight? Well, today we're going to dive into part two. In episode 66, we talked about the first two tools, and today I'm going to dive in the last two of the four tools that I've used that are really going to help or have helped me and equipped me to really make the change for good. We're starting a new year, and it's a great way to really evaluate where you are, but also to put these tools in place to really finally be free from the dieting culture and the diet cycle that you've been in. So stick with me and let's dive in. Hey girl, welcome to the podcast, She Breaks Free. I'm Tara Josie, a wife, mom, fitness professional, and recovered obsessor of diet and exercise. If you're ready to finally break free from what you're supposed to do and find out what's best for you, gain solutions on the diet that works for your body and learn fitness strategies to change your health, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more or connect with me in our Facebook group, She Breaks Free. Okay, it's time to put your big girl pants on, lay that cookie down. Let's get into today's show. All right, being real honest and transparent here, which I usually am anyways, but it's really a hard thing to do to change your mindset. And when you are doing the same behavior patterns over and over and over again, we just, it becomes automated. And so if those things are negative in our life, it's so hard for us to begin new, more positive behavior patterns. And it really takes a true mental effort to practice and to be intentional with what we want to try to change. And for me, it, it really took a long time for me to change my mindset. There were moments and periods of aha moments where I learned something about myself or I learned something about nutrition or, or exercise that was just like a life-changing moment that pivoted and shifted my thinking. And then as I began to practice the things, the freedom began to come. And it wasn't an easy road and it's not an easy road, but really looking back, you know, I feel like I gained so much in those times of really digging in and figuring out what I needed to do and really sticking with it and, and changing that. And, you know, I, I really, I really credit my, my change to, to reliance on God. I, I credit that to the things he's provided in my life that have, open me up to uh, a new perspective. And, you know, I really am thankful because of where he's brought me and, and the things that he's taken me through that the hard times, you know, I still have moments, but I'm not where I was 10 years ago. And I think that's what we have to focus on. And, you know, in those early days of binging, sometimes purging over exercising, killing myself to eventually learning what my body needed, beginning to practice that out beginning to shift my mindset on stop stop feeling guilty, stop ha being shamed by what you ate or didn't eat. And those things over time really have allowed me to, to walk into freedom. And I want to share with you the last two tools that um, that we started with uh, the first the first on the first episode the episode 66. The first tool is changing your mindset and we talked a little bit about that and how it really is extremely important. Um, in order for us to begin the shift, the um, abundance and scarcity, you know, a lot of us are living in that scarcity mindset and we don't even realize it. 
And so if you haven't listened to it, go back, check out episode 66 out to, to really hear what that is. This tool number two is the HEC, keeping your HEC in check. HEC stands for hunger, energy, and cravings. And this tool was huge for me, learning to, to pause, to stop. Am I really hungry? Why am I reaching for the the, the cookies in the pantry when I'm really not hungry, I just ate, you know, really evaluating those three things can also be a great tool. So let's continue on with tool number three. It's not about the exercise. It's about the movement. And for my fellow obsessors of exercise out there, um, you know, for so long, I used it as a tool to punish myself. And you know, that in itself was obviously not healthy. My body suffered for it. And, you know, the exhaustion that came because of the fact that I was just continually doing things to my body that was just really more of a stress. And this is one thing that I've learned over time about our metabolism. Like our metabolism is way smarter than we are. And when you kill it with exercise and not eating enough, it just takes a hit. It's just wear and tear. And so, really understanding that it's about daily movement. Our bodies need movement and it's not just about go clock in 30 minutes on the treadmill or 30 minutes on the elliptical. It's not about that. It's, it's, it, it is exercise. And I, I've shifted my way of doing things to really focus on strength training, as, especially as I've aged and how beneficial and how good I feel when I'm strength training. I, I don't like the feeling of I like the feeling of what muscle on my body feels like. I, it, it makes me feel strong. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel confident. And when I'm not strength training, I can tell a difference in my muscles and in the fact that it atrophy sets in and, and I'm not as tight and, and feeling as strong as I, I like to be. And so shifting the cardio piece to more so strength training, but but then just daily movement, you know, trying to take a walk for 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Parking your car at the other end of the Walmart parking lot or the Target parking lot and walking all the way to the front door. Don't try to find a park right in front. You know, add those extra steps, the movement that you do in your day. Stop obsessing over the calories burned. You know, get your watch to a different setting so you're not constantly looking at that. You know, maybe you um, disengage that piece on your watch for a little bit just to see if you can do it. You know, get rid of the mindset of I have to burn a certain number of calories per day and generally speaking, the watch isn't going to be accurate anyway. It's going to be somewhere maybe in the vicinity, but it's it's just, it's just a simple tool that isn't like the actual thing that's actually happening in your body. Um, you know, it's, it's on your wrist or it, and it's, it's tracking your heart rate and it's based on the input numbers that you put in. It's not taking into consideration all the other things in your body, your hormones, your, your, your lean body mass, all that good stuff. So weight train and walk. And be more active overall in your day and take that. That movement's going to add up. It's uh, it's a term actually called NEAT. And that's the acronym for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. I know, big scientific word there. But basically, the calories burn doing daily life. Like, what does your daily life look like? Is it sedentary? Is it mostly sedentary? Do you struggle to get two or 3,000 steps in your day? Well, if that's the case you probably have a sedentary day, sedentary lifestyle. And so how do you shift that? Even if you shoot for another 500, 1,000 steps each day until you begin to build that up, 
And maybe you're somebody that's at 10,000 steps a day and you're like obsessed with getting 15 or 20. You know, we've got to be careful and be balanced in our thinking of where we want to go and what we want to do. And so if we're doing the over-exercising thing, we have to understand that it's actually potentially stressing our body more than helping our body. And so you have to be able to find that balance. But those things, those calories that you're burning in daily life, the laundry, the cleaning, the picking up, you know, whatever it looks like in your household, trying to be more active. Um, and, and if you're, you know, going to work and your desk job is kind of keeps, keeps you chained to your desk, set, set a timer. I know it sounds crazy or, you know, I, I drink a lot of water at work and I am, I am up off of my desk, off of my chair at least twice an hour, maybe once an hour sometimes to go to the bathroom. And the bathroom is a pretty decent distance from my, my desk. And if that is you, if your bathroom is close to your desk, then go do a loop around the building, come back and go to the bathroom and then go back to your desk. You know, you, you have to find ways to add more movement into your day if you're locked into that desk space for eight hours. So do what you can to add that. Um, that, that would be that one tool is really to be able to think about, it's not always about clocking a certain amount of minutes in exercise, meaning cardiovascular activity like an elliptical or a treadmill, running or what have you, but really focusing on the weight training and walking and those, those daily calories burned during daily life. Okay. Tool number four, last tool, navigating the middle. I've talked about this before and we are people of extremes. We either are all or we are nothing. And that is for whatever reason, humans like to, you know, get into that place. We have a very hard time in the middle and it's not a matter of being complacent. It's not a, it's not a discussion of I'm being mediocre when I'm in the middle. It's, it's a matter of your nutrition and fitness goals. It doesn't have to be all perfect and it doesn't have to be, if you're not all perfect, doesn't have to be completely nothing. And so thinking about navigating the middle means what, what I'm eating right now, I'm going to try to choose the healthiest I can. And if I don't have healthy options, I'm going to navigate the middle. I'm going to do my best. And in that moment, do my, doing my best may mean it's not, not the healthiest, but I'm going to do what I can the next meal to make up for that. And really not getting to a place of overeating or under or starving myself. And so there's something called the DIS scale, the deprivation versus in, indulgence scale. So you got deprivation on one end and you got indulgence on the other end. So it's a long spectrum here. And in the middle is where we want to be. We're not trying to overindulge or even indulge. And we're not trying to deprive. We're trying to work through our days in the middle. And when we get to a deprivation point, we're, we're restricting calories, we're depriving ourselves of everything just because we're trying to meet a certain goal. It can send us to swing all the way on the other side and, and indulge, usually overindulging, right? We usually eat more than we need to because we've trying to make up for the fact that we've deprived and we've restricted for so long. So thinking about on that scale, deprivation on one side, indulgence on the other. Where can I walk? Every single thing that I do, eating nutrition wise, I'm navigating the middle. I'm trying to do my best to 
stay satisfied, stay fueled, make, keep that heck in check, and I'm going to navigate the middle the entire way. Eating to 80% is also a great tool here when you think about navigating the middle. You know, when you sit down to eat, thinking about, you know, whatever you have on your plate, obviously, if you're eating at home, you have control over what you're putting on your plate. But if you've put too much on your plate and you're starting to feel like 80% fullness, then then don't eat the rest that's on your plate. I mean, I think that the more that you learn what your plate should look like, you learn what a serving is going to look like for you when you're at 80% fullness. Um, it takes time. And, and like I said before, not only shifting your mindset takes time to do, but so does figuring out how your body is going to feel satisfied and what amount of food is going to do that, what type of food is going to do that. And, you know, it's, it's mixing and matching a little bit on your plate to figure that out. High, high fiber, great, you know, veg, veggies on the plate should be maybe half of the plate, get you some good, whether it's a good salad uh, or, you know, roasted vegetables or whatever you like, and then a good solid protein. And then of course, any sort of carbohydrate, if you function better on, on a little bit less then then do a little bit less. If you need more, then, then add a little bit more, but always using that 80% fullness to manage walking away from the table to walking away from your plate. Don't just finish your plate because it was something you did when you were little and you've got to finish everything on your plate, even though it's going to make you feel full and sick and it's going to make you feel miserable. So we've, again, retraining our brains to walk out of those old habits and those old ways of, of living and eating. The third part here that I want to share under navigating the middle is really um, being able to, to walk this out without any shame, guilt. You know, if you, if you mess up, it's okay. It's, it's a learning process. We're trying to figure this out and it doesn't happen overnight. We've got to give ourselves a little bit of grace. We have to understand that the more we do this, the more it will become automated and the more we will figure out what our bodies need and how we need to, to adjust our eating and adjust our fitness to really be the optimal level for where we want to be. Now, a whole nother discussion is about maintenance and, and deprivation maintenance and restricting calories for a certain period of time for losing weight. But I wanted to share with you the four tools that I've used to really begin to walk out the freedom that you want to live in around food. And to summarize, it's to change your mindset, to always make sure that your heck is in check, hunger, energy, and cravings are in check. And the third one is to not, it's not all about the exercise. It's more about the movement. So focus more on that. And sec, and the fourth, and the fourth one is to always try to navigate the middle, that DIS scale, staying in the middle of deprivation and indulgence working towards 80% fullness. I hope that you have gained something today. Hopefully you can grab grab a notebook, write these down if you didn't do that while you were listening first time and really begin to practice these so that you can begin to change your behaviors, behave, change your mindset and really begin to automate this, these things in your life. When you do that, you will find more motivation and success than following any 30-day cleanse that ended up gaining, you know, 10 pounds back after that. So if you have questions, would love to connect with you. Come into our Facebook group, She Breaks Free, or also email me, Tara J, T-A-R-A-J at dietditching.com. Don't let another year go by 
with you living in this life of bondage to food, to letting food control you in every and any situation, to being consumed with the thoughts of it and never really feeling like you're free around it. Don't let another year go by. Reach out. Would love to talk with you, connect with you. And I hope this has blessed you. Take care and we'll catch up next time. If you have been blessed today, you can thank me big by heading over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a written review of the show. I would be so grateful. Secondly, if you want to connect with me and others who are like-minded, go to Facebook and join She Breaks Free group. It's a private group where you can feel safe and always share your heart. I will be there to answer questions, provide tips, and help you in your journey to freedom. Here's to you breaking free. God bless.